into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. go i just hacked up a bunch of bullshit jake's just having a minor heart attack <laughs> just hacked up a lung baby run on four hours of sleep was up all night closing the bar some libertarian guy with a boomer ponytail was telling me how cool glenn greenwald was <laughs> it fucking sucked but we're here hello everyone welcome to pod damn america the gothic socialist podcast it's halloween season um, I'm Jake Flores. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! No, it's wrong. I thought we had the Halloween soundboard. No, the the live track was appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming to you live from a studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically the laughter of the dead. It's probably a bunch oh, of old, you know, what do you call it? Uh, Ghosts. Public. Oh, well, yeah, it's like public domain actors. Most laugh tracks are dead people because they reuse them from the 1950s. That's fucked up, man. I was I was watching uh, Homeward Bound not that long ago, and I was like, dude, every animal from every movie I watched as a kid is now dead, dude. I uh, wow. <laughs> Andrew Hillary is here. <laughs> What's from up? The worst week ever. Worst week yet, dog. Worst week yet. Worst week yet. <laughs> Fuck. Listen. Worst week so far. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. That's the joke. Every <laughs> week is the worst week yet. Hey, you know, um, this week it's shaping up to be just the same. So it's fine. It's everything's good. Andrew, uh, Andrew Hillary from I Love the Eighties is here. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Hillary from Thinking About Death and Dying is here. Uh, what's up? How's it going? The Dead Animals Podcast <laughs> keeps track. I think they did kill a bunch of animals and they made that right. Oh, you're, fuck. you're thinking of Milo and Otis, I think. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, those those animals are certainly dead. They're way dead. Yeah. Did they do like, fucked up shit to them? On apparent, the that's the. I don't know if this is actually confirmed, but that's like the urban legend. They like mm. filmed it somewhere, Japan, I think, where like the uh, animal safety regulations on film sets are not so tight. And there was a waterfall scene where they needed to film a cat falling off a waterfall. Oh and they my were just God. like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking playing. There's like, bring a few today because this is going to take a minute to Have get. you seen that movie recently? It's batshit. No. There's a live cat birth scene. You like see it like pop out. There's like this like blood explosion. It's, it's in Homeward Bout? Wait. No, in Milo and Otis. Oh, Milo and yeah. Otis. That's a cat and a dog are friends and they need to go somewhere, right? Or something. Yeah. Man. I just thought Homeward Bound was called that. Because it's like the movie Bound, and the animals are lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from Self Worst Podcast, Brad Pearson. Hello, hello, everybody. What's up? I got your podcast right. I'm on four hours of sleep. I thought you're gonna say self ever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's two words. Worst a lot. Self ever. From the Self Suck Podcast, Brad Pierce. <laughs> the podcast of where we every week we meet and talk about strategy for self suck. <laughs> we'll get there one Can day. I just say before we leave this thread, uh, the <laughs> laughter thing? I'm surprised that it's from the 50s because it seems like one of those articles that seems like one of those like that you would have one of those clickbait articles that would be like you wouldn't believe how people laughed in the 1950s, <laughs> and you that click it and everyone's like, oh, it just sounds completely different from today. Cool. That's the transatlantic laugh or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's one of those weird things where uh, we're. I don't know how I'm going to end that sentence. Fuck, never mind. <laughs> Edit that out, Gravy. Weirdest thing yet. The weirdest thing ever. Andrew <laughs> Hillary's podcast. <laughs> I thought you Pete Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> you made it the weirdest thing ever. Ah, all right. So the reason we are gathered here is to discuss what we did the other night, which is um, went to an NYPD-funded haunted house. I found this on Twitter uh, because I follow a lot of cops for reasons. Um, <laughs> the NYPD has a very funny 
Twitter accounts, they're either just being extremely dour and serious about cops that were killed years ago. They just tweet about that a lot. Or they're like, you know, come to our bake sale and our fucking whatever. <laughs> and, uh, or they're yelling about cancel culture and shit. But, uh, yeah, so they, they, the NYPD, one of the largest standing militaries in the world, decided to throw a haunted house in Tottenham, which is a part of Queens. They all live in like outer borough kind of suburban neighborhoods in New York. Cops. Like places that were grandfathered into New York City be- so cops could live there. Because it used to be you were not allowed. And my actually, I'm related to a cop who would break this law. Uh, you were supposed to live in the city limits, and it was illegal to to live outside and come in. Uh, but they changed that. Yeah, yeah. So now they all commute to uh from from fucking Tottenham, which is like on the weird top part of Queens. Um. So I don't know. The reason I guess I thought it was kind of funny is because of like the police budget discourse. Because as we've discussed a lot on the show, the Every politician of every stripes thing they use to sort of gin up, uh, you know, what do you call it? Votes and support is that we just need to give more money to these, you know, angry people with guns. I don't know. For some reason, like people just love that shit. So I thought it was really funny that uh, there's any like argument that they don't have enough money. And then they see them and they're like, we built an extreme haunted house. Like, <laughs> come on out. Um, I started looking into it and it's, I thought it was going to be a, like extreme. It was, I would say I would put this in the spirit Halloween, like new metal level of haunted house, but it wasn't like, we're going to dunk your head in a bucket of water. Yeah. Uh, extreme. Uh, but it was just very funny. Cause I guess there's one cop whose idea this is, which is usually how haunted houses work is that there's one middle-aged man with a lot of stuff to work out. Who's (laughs) like, no, 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 Make sure my name's on the sign. This is my (laughs) creation. Um, And he specifically put out that it is not for people under 12. This is not for children. And, uh, (laughs) PG 13 house. Yeah. And, uh, he said that it's going to be a little bit, you know, it's for a little bit of an older crowd. It's a little bit edgy and uh, everyone should come out. And I think my favorite thing about it is probably that there's a big sign when you get there that says, <laughs> if, if anyone touches you in the haunted house and they're all cops, if anyone touches you, it, it was unintentional, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I've been thinking about this for the last two days since we did this. That's you can't do that because you can't preemptively say if anything happens, it's your fault. <laughs> the haunted house that the police threw has qualified immunity. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is the closest they have uh, had to, you know, setting up just boundaries with people and, and just yeah. like, oh, we're not going to lay hands on people. Yeah, well, you can tell they're trying real hard. They really, <laughs> really want to. <laughs> anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk beat by beat through the experience of going to a NY- house of horror. NYPD haunted house. <laughs> Boo lives matter. Ay ay ay! I think it was called like Terror on Tottenham or some shit. Mm. The neighborhood we all know and love. Um, I looked it up, and apparently there was one in Bushwick years ago, but for some reason they're not throwing it again. Hmm. Probably a good reason. Who knows? <laughs> um, Your rent here is crazy, you know? Yeah. That's like a weird location, the Bushwick police station over there. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so let's see. We drove out there. It's pouring rain. Yes. Yep. Jake uh, forgot a coat. Yeah. I left my hoodie. Well, I was... Maybe subconsciously, like, don't wear a hoodie around the police oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of weird, like, uh, I don't know, things going on like that mentally when we got there. Because at one point, I thought we should pull over and, like, chug a Four loco or something. <laughs> that is what you do when you do something like this for the bit. But then the more I kind of thought about it, it was like, if you... 
I mean, this is this could have not been a haunted house. We yeah. could have just showed up and it was just like entrapment for DUIs and shit because yeah. everyone like yeah, they breathalyze you the minute you get out of the car. Yeah, and it would have been it's a clown breathalyzes you and then you <laughs> it's you have to blow into a horn or something. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I was like, I, you know. It, uh, pro- I think I know what's going to happen, but on the off chance they did actually pull people over, I would be like, you have no one to blame but yourself yeah. <laughs> for going to yeah. the police station and then just <laughs> reeking of, like, energy drink booze. <laughs> right, because if you smell like weed, it's probable cause or something. I had a yeah. I had a Kratom on me, and I decided to leave it in the car because I could, you know, I imagined going up there and be like, oh, you brought me coffee. <laughs> but seriously, dude, let me get a sip. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck is this what is this guy drinking yo my nephew does this he's on heroin let's fucking and then they get thrown in jail for a week yeah um i want to say right off the bat i was very disappointed the nypd game truck was there but it was not open for business yeah. i was so ready to play some dreamcast or whatever the fuck man <laughs> also they were they were taking a union five which is actually that was more like 15 that was yeah. the most Maybe, cop that was thing a ever. long fucking break we got there and the <laughs> as soon as we get to the door the guy at the door is like oh uh, we just went on break so you guys are gonna have to like go stand under that tent which at least they had a, a tent, like yeah. a rain tent for us to stand under. Yeah, it was pouring rain. It, it was, was a, pouring. That mode break thing was like, well, of course, you're not even going to do the thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on, though. You talked about this on uh, Worst Week of All Time. Uh, <laughs> what what's What is the NYPD game truck? This is another thing that, like, you know they add more money to the police budget and like there's only so much like fucking bazookas you can buy for each like fucking fat New Jersey guy or whatever so like they have all this extra money they're like let's do something to like build community outreach and support why don't we turn like a trailer RV into like just a chill game zone dude and like they just like would drive to like uh, lower income neighborhoods and be like hey you want to come play video games on the cops dime like what yeah that's like a very divorced Worst dad approach to like, like, how do I make people like me? That's the opposite of everything that we've been told about Stranger Danger our whole fucking lives. Come into this windowless trailer and play this. Hey, I got video games in this big weird truck, kids. That's how John Wayne Gacy killed people. (laughs) Or like the toy box killer. Uh, Okay, so we got there. Eventually, we get in. There's a Jersey cop guy. Uh, I'm walking here, cop. Yeah. And he, the first thing he said, he looked at us and he went, there's no running allowed in here. Uh, I don't have to worry about that with you four. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, roasted. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess everyone else there was like 16 or something. Yeah. But like, I could run from a werewolf, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so two things you run from, cops and werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just meant we uh, didn't seem like we'd be easily scared. So, oh, is that you? Is it, you, you guys, you look with, like very tough boys. Yeah. As the skinniest person here, I bet that's what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's all in my ass. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. So he's like walking us down the hall. Yeah, like he was giving, giving us, us the, the rules. Down. He, yeah. he let us know that all the actors were um, caught uh, all the actors were cops. All right. the, you know, uh, twisted clowns or whatever, skeleton people who are going to pop out and go boogie, boogie, boogie. Uh, They're they all they're all police officers. Yeah. There's also like no phones. No phones. Which is kind of a disappointment because I wanted to take photos. Yeah. Yeah. You should have went through with the body cam on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then well, the they... woman from the ring attacked me. <laughs> In theory, they all are wearing body cameras as they do that thing, so... Um, the, the other thing he kept, he was like real, like into telling us that he's like, there are 16 rooms. Yeah. And like, I don't like really have good context for that. I'm like, I can't be like, okay, how many rooms did the last on house I go to or went to have? Like, I'm like, 16 sounds like a number. I don't know if that's a lot or a little. Yeah. Yeah. Depends I mean, how do you define room? Right. Yeah. It was kind of a hallway a room. I think the hallways were rooms. I didn't count. I mean, it was, it's, it didn't seem that long. Yeah. Yeah. Is no. the weird warp tunnel? Is that a is that a room? The little twisty tunnel that you go through in the beginning? I, I almost know. I almost didn't make it through that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you drank some of the kratom. I had like two sips of kratom. We went through the warp tunnel. I crumpled like a baby deer. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> People it was like before we even got in, you were all. <laughs> 
can't. People throw up when they try to hang with Anders Kratos. So I was like, well, this is when it's going to happen. That would have yeah. been the best. Right. <laughs> I should have yeah, instigated that. Yeah, we were on the drive and uh, Yins were saying like, oh, people that uh, drink uh, do Kratom, sometimes they throw up. And I was like, of all the places to throw up on my birthday, yeah. the cop haunted house is probably the best story. Vomit on a cop dressed as Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. You should have taken syrup of Ipecac and all gone in like, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess what was like interesting after that is, uh, well, yeah, so you go through that tunnel, he walks into that hallway, and there were like these like wi- like weird video window things, yeah. and like in the video, a guy's banging on the, the window, and then like air would shoot out of it. Actually, what was really funny it was, is- No, it was like a weird spray. It was like a blood spray, but right. it was just water. It was Narcan. Fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The spray would hit you like it would, the air burst would come hit you to approximate simultaneously what was happening in the video which is like a zombie would be like up kind of like banging on the window at you and then from behind him a police officer would pull out a fucking (laughs) rifle and just brain him (laughs) which like i guess just because it's zombies or whatever the violence is somewhat toned down i just kept imagining like anyone who's had like PTSD from having the cops shoot their dog or whatever, like go through going through <laughs> yeah. this would be really traumatizing. Um, but I don't even, uh, the, I don't know what the narrative there was supposed to be. That was, I think it was the only time I saw a cop in the fiction of the haunted house yeah. was when yeah. he was like shooting a zombie in the back of the head, the zombie's head blows up and then you get hit with air real quick to go <laughs> To, to make you feel like you're I mean that was just movie. like an off-brand Rick Grimes right I think that was like a pre-recorded I don't know if they actually shot that video or whatever that was actually like a 1980s PSA but uh they just added the zombie makeup in post it was just like a guy walking <laughs> down the street before yeah it was this man has done marijuana <laughs> and this is what could happen to you they just put a snapchat filter on it yeah and, and you don't know what the air is like it it seems I mean it's just air ultimately but it it seems before it hits you, you're like, is that just like a stinky? Is it like a synthetic fart or something that it, they're like doing? Would have been a great bit, honestly, if it smelled yeah. bad. Yeah. Like not if it was actual poison, but like just what's what's inside of like that a could be a whole other thing. You're just not a haunted house, but just a real stinky house. <laughs> just the that, smells get worse and worse. That is a real thing, and I've lived there before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, we, my mom was a hoarder. It's fine. Everything's fine. We should talk about the artistry of the the, the, the hallway into the the first place because there, there's like that twirly there's like yeah which i've seen before honestly okay. this is uh, a critique i guess and i'm not like a huge uh haunted house guy but uh, most of it was fairly standard haunted house yeah fair you know there was the twisty tunnel there twisty were tunnel, there were it. jump scares it's mostly just jump scares yeah which uh, it's fine. I, I I think there's a difference between being scared and being startled. You know, that's just like a fucking limbic response, and you're like, right? Yeah, yeah being startled, you just mostly start laughing immediately after yeah. being scared. You're like, I don't like it here. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone like when people were tweeting about this was like, oh, what's a cop haunted house? Is it just rooms full of, like one bag of fentanyl or yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah a black teenager or whatever? But I think this the jump scare thing is. Cops are always saying like I shot that man seventeen times because he startled me yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it's like that what, that tracks for what. What they should have done is given us all a gun and be like, <laughs> "You just try and get through here without shooting somebody. See how hard it is. See if see if you don't want to just shoot at whatever comes out of the shadows." There should have been a cop at the end that's like, "And see, this is what we go through every day out there on the street." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll make you learn your lesson. This is basically like the police training thing as they put them through the haunted house. Like in Men in Black. Yeah. It's a little girl. Um, in The Simpsons where you have to shoot the, you miss the baby and the blind man, the little yeah. cardboard guys pop out. I will say, I did not like, uh, you know, there's always like, they always have noisemakers whenever they do the jump scares, but here they had like dis- Dis- a, a detached car horns. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. So intense. I thought it was an air horn, but it was because it's it wasn't nearly as loud as an air horn. Air, air horns are like ear splitting when you're up next to them. Yeah, it's I but think, it was it was it was it sounded like a car horn. Yeah, I think they, they were very annoying. Yeah, I did, and they were in every fucking room. 
And I was in the back, so I was just watching all Yins get scared. Like that nobody nobody was coming for me because I was at the end of the train. But, I was uh, at the beginning, <laughs> by the way. I was I the fucking uh, brave, intrepid leader of the pack going into every room, just like, okay, here we go. Start calling you Brave Brad. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> the, every actor in the thing had the same little horn slash like I feel like they were also shooting the air or something. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell what they were, but it was very much like a substitute for a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um I did they wanted there was, to shoot us. There was definitely one with a taser that right. was just like shooting. I was like, that's a pretty good bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there was a cop with a taser chasing people around. Also like when we got when we got there, there was a cop with a Michael Myers get up on chasing a bunch of kids around like as they came out of the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never saw him again. But I remember when they went <laughs> oh. all went on break, his like posture changed and he just started like slowly like, all right, I'm on break. Yeah, he's like, okay, fuck it. I was yeah. just watching Michael Myers take a union break. It's really broke character. <laughs> there were also on our way in, there's a mom and her son walking past and she said to us, Enter at your own risk. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you said that you overheard one of the other uh, patrons Bro, or something say something really crazy. This was so fucked up. So we're walking through the rooms, and at one point there was a um, uh, there was a casket with like a dead woman inside of it, or like a dead like corpse, whatever. And there were two black dudes behind me, and the one said to the other one. Oh, dude, that's Brianna. And like, <laughs> I was oh like, what the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> like, I, I was like, Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the wildest joke I've ever heard somebody make. Like, I don't Whew, I don't know. Maybe they just like maybe they just went to a girl named Brianna's funeral and they were processing it. I don't know. I don't. When you're a teenager, you go to your first funeral. It's really hard to see somebody in a casket and, I, you know, then it's jokes. <laughs> Yeah, way to psychologize it. <laughs> I do have a mental health podcast, so uh, <laughs> I don't think it was that. I I'm gonna guess. Just, I just think it was the gnarliest joke somebody's ever made at a haunted house. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't even like. I'm not. I don't even know how to react. I'm gonna like plug my ears for the rest of this haunted house. I don't want to hear anything else this dude says. Like, yeah, <laughs> probably best not to get involved. Yeah, in that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So there were just like a bunch of standard rule yeah. rooms with, uh, there was like a clown room. There was, there was an ice cream man. There was, there was a ice haunted cream, yeah. ice cream man. I was like, Hey, that's me in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> there was a werewolf room. There was a you know, Samara coming out of the well, which was pretty well done. Not yeah. bad. She was doing the little, you know, the weird crawl walk thing. Yeah. Well done. Good job. There was a, a very short monster which i like i just couldn't stop thinking about who the cop was inside of all the cops oh yeah <laughs> i couldn't tell if that well maybe when i was a kid maybe i don't know um the one thing that this haunted house had that i've never experienced before was the inflatable walls hallway oh yeah like they were like airbags that were puffed out so that there was just like a tiny little gap in the middle or like if you weren't standing there like they touched so like you had to like squeeze through these things and like Oh, that was that was really off putting because like you couldn't yeah. see anything. That what I you think was the only part like that that I thought was like kind of original and was like, oh, this is actually really viscerally uncomfortable, yeah. disturbing, and like you know, like I don't like this part, it, which is good. Because yeah. at the other end, it was like, is there going to be a cop party boying us? Yeah, but they didn't <laughs> like. There was nobody on the like. I kept expecting it, and there was nobody on the other yeah. end because somebody came out of there, and then you know they do the like ah, and they blow the air horn, whatever, and then they just started pointing at it, and I was like, you want me to go in there? Like, as it was sometimes a little unclear. I walked off stage a couple of times, like took the wrong tar- turn, uh-huh. and there were just cops in like plain clothes, like nah, no, like. Yeah. Point the other way. Yeah, they were all over the place. Like when we went up to the staircase, there's that dude with the ponytail. It was like, oh wait, uh, okay. You oh can yeah, go. the, the oh, girl wait, dressed no. like the Mad oh, Hatter yeah. was just like, hey guys, where are you going? I was like, where the dude pointed us to? Like, yeah. what are you? Aren't y'all on walkie? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of ruined the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, the amount of plain clothes officers rolling around. Just Jerry Orbach having a cigarette and coffee, strolling around the the set. Very confusing. Yeah, it should have been. We should have gone in there in like spirit Halloween cop costumes. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could have infiltrated them. 
<laughs> just walked in and stolen the police gold from the break room or whatever. I went as a Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911 to a, a Halloween party one year. I see that. And I like, I didn't get wasted, but I did have a couple beers and I was like driving home and I was thinking like, dude, what if I get pulled over dressed as a cop? Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's illegal, isn't it? To impersonate <laughs> an officer or whatever. Like, like they, it's like, obviously I'm not, but like, that's the kind of thing. Like they could say I was like, that's yeah. just like kind of how cops work. They're like, you know what? Let's take this guy down. Those short shorts look terrible on him. Like, yeah. yeah. Also, whenever I got to the party, I knocked on the door. People thought I was a real cop and like started running mm. out the back. It was very funny. Yeah. It's getting less <laughs> and less funny every year. Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, 2010, maybe something like that. Yeah. It was a while back for Ferguson. Um, yeah, I don't know. So then the rest of it was pretty standard boilerplate stuff. But I just mm-hmm. remember, like, at the end of it, looking at all of it and thinking, like, this costs so much money. Like, they, they have unlimited budget, so they went to wherever you buy uh-huh. stuff. when you make, There's got to be, like, one depot or catalog or whatever when you make a haunted house. Yeah, what do you think the budget... Like, let's all play amateur line producer here and, and estimate, like, what they spent on that. I want to say ten grand. Anymore. I, I was looking up, I've been trying to find out how much of the NYPD budget is community affairs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe it's listed somewhere, but I can't find it. But you do see things like they spend $4.5 million a year on vest replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Which I presume bullet is bulletproof, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Like, I think, do they just get smelly because you wear them out in the summer? Maybe. And you just, you can't, like, it's really just going to start getting funky in there in that Kevlar. I guess you could just spend, you It know, looks maybe. so uncomfortable when they're walking around in, like, the sweltering train platform. And, like, you can yeah. tell that they're wearing a vest. And it's just like, bro, like that. But couldn't you spend, I don't know. I'd rather get shot. A, a million dollars on vest washing or something like that. Is <laughs> yeah. That Cost effective way to do I don't it. know. I mean, but you're right. Like, this is community budget shit, right? Like, at first, when I started reading about this i was like oh this is so annoying because it's like they're overfunded and how dare you you know every time uh they ask for money it's oh we we shoot people because we don't have enough training then you find out they have like a margarita machine or whatever like well (laughs) why don't you use the money for this or that but i don't know (coughs) i was kind of thinking about it afterwards and i was like you know pretty good haunted house yeah like i wanted to go and then do a podcast about how bad their haunted house was and be like you are not as Halloweeny as me, motherfucker. You are a cop. I, you know, but like, the, they these are exactly the types of people that do stuff like throw these suburban haunted houses, and you could tell they were having a good time and stuff, yeah. and like, you know, they're getting paid for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. they were on the clock. It was, fr- it was, yeah, but it was free for a minute. I thought they were going to charge us like tickets. I was going to lose my fucking mind, but uh, it was free. And I was just thinking more like uh, utopian style, like what, what if you know if we actually had like a citizens, uh, you know, they work for us kind of thing. This is all they should be doing. Like, yeah, this would be fine if this is what tax dollars went to and not killing us and everything. Um, you know, it was fun. There that was the thing. I wanted to go, like, I kind of, part of me wanted to hate it, but I was like, this is actually just kind of charming and wholesome. And this is like, after you get done, there was like the cop, uh, like at you know in the little debriefing room, it was just like, hey, "Did you come last year? What'd you think? What'd you get?" And he was like real proud of it, yeah. and it was just like, "Oh, this is actually just kind of nice." <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, "Oh, they're just being nice, and they're just you know yeah. being corny like dads with you know spooky Halloween outfits and shit." Yeah, I don't I know. Really I wanted to know how it compared with last year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like the part at the end whenever he, the cops like, "Do you want us to take your picture?" <laughs> and we all were like, "Uh, <laughs> for what?" Every one of us was like, "Dude, I kind of know." Like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought that th- I thought they were. You like, want me to shoot you? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were like, "Yeah, we'll take this picture of you and print it out, and it'll be twenty dollars." Like, I thought it was that kind of deal. Yeah. Right. And then I saw him like just somebody handed them the phone and they took their picture. So I'm like, Oh, okay, maybe this, but then, <laughs> then it's like the whole thing. That's like, yeah, just hand your cell phone to a police officer. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about that too. We originally we were all like, Oh, we didn't. And I was like, I wish you get the picture because like he did just take the photo. And then yeah, if, if you're, if we are getting like tracked by the police, it's already happening with like right. data yeah. and shit. Yeah. For a second, I was like, am I handing my phone to a cop? Like, <laughs> Don't go through my photos or whatever. <laughs> but like, 
the, the nothing ha- was going to happen at that point. Yeah. They were all like relaxing. They I were wanted all... to hand him my photo phone and just like show him all my dick pics. Just like open it to just like, what do you think about that, bro? Yeah, scary. <laughs> <laughs> but what? like, no, I was, was was so weird about the vibe. There is it's it feels very weird to purposely go into a police station. You know, mm-hmm. being somebody who's like. I don't want to get arrested by the cops, (laughs) but it's actually, they all were in uh, day off mode or whatever. So they're not chilling. Nothing's going to happen. And like when I was handing my phone, I was like, if I were to make a big deal out of this and be like, you know, uh, (laughs) don't, you know, don't fuck with my phone. I was just imagining the level of like cosplay that like, Twitter anarchists, yeah. you know, would get into and be like, this is an op, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just some fucking dumb guy who's just like, you had fun, right? And then he gave me my fucking phone back. I don't know. Uh, the whole thing just felt really weird because you have an intuition built on years of like what the police actually do. And then there's this other thing and they switch between the two. Like when they, you know, fucking break dance with the kids during protests mm-hmm. and yeah. shit like that. But what's so annoying about it is like if they didn't have guns and they weren't the police, this would all there's like a sliver of this where I'm like, this would be fine, you know, if you yeah. were just a government worker or whatever. Yeah. Publicly funded haunted house. That's what it is. That would that's Socialism. what I want. That's yeah. what this podcast is about. <laughs> Socialist haunted house. That's right up your alley, bro. <laughs> that's that's the future I want. So this is like so close to that in a way you know yeah um but in like the darkest way imaginable (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean so statistically someone in there actually killed somebody you know (laughs) fuck (laughs) i didn't even think about that did you see that one dude jump out from behind the grandfather clock he had a teardrop tattoo that was crazy (laughs) (laughs) fuck Oh man, no, I think it was cost way more than ten grand, though. Oh yeah, I'm, okay. it's like a couple 50? hundred grand at least. I think. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's a lot of like. Even if it's just like you know woodwork and stuff, like that shit always like well put together and stuff, and like all those costumes and makeup. And it was one guy's brainchild, so you know it's like every year he adds more to it or something. Yeah, it's like those like guys who get way way too into like Christmas decorations and they keep adding more shit. <laughs> Yeah, this is that guy. Yeah. That's who becomes a cop. It's like these weird, bored, middle-aged men, you know? You know what I was thinking about is um, the, whenever I saw the game truck uh, outside and then I saw, like, how much they put into this haunted house, I started thinking that, like, do you, I don't know if you ever watched The Office. You, there was an episode sure. of The Office where they had a surplus and they only had, like, one day to spend it. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, freaking out about what to do with the money. And I started thinking, like, the, the cop budget increases every single year. They have to spend all that money if they yeah. want to get more than yeah. Next they got year. a Brewster's million. So it. this guy is like maybe one of the few people individually most responsible because every year he's like, oh, we have like uh, two hundred grand left. I could spend all that, maybe even a little more. I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it that definitely costs a lot of fucking money. Not even counting the pay for the labor. That should have been just like the last. Uh, jump scare is just like a like a board that just says the, the how amount much, here's how much, how much is your tax yeah. yeah here's how much this cost boo <laughs> well it's funny it's sad too but that you know this is mostly for kids and the money it's not though it's 12 yeah and up. 12 and up true yeah depending on how you define child but uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so old haunted. enough to get 12 bullets in the back how about <laughs> yeah. that um yeah, but he, like a lot of the money for well, not a lot, but well. everyone going to the haunted house will be tried as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can. They probably have cameras all over the place. We're going to be included in like perp lineups, and if they need to have somebody like look like they're robbing a place, they have a photo of us. Um, but a lot of money this year in New York City went from schools, public schools, to the NYPD. They cut. The school budget for basically no reason. And COVID relief. I was thinking about that the whole time, too. I was like, this should have been, oh, well, I guess it's this Leatherface guy now. That would have been like thousands (laughs) of masks. Also, they were all, this is the most cops you've ever seen wearing masks. That's another thing there. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 
So uh, that was that. I don't really know what else to make of it. We got to go back next year and see how much they recycle. Just like, I already saw that. Yeah. It's the same twisty tunnel. Come on. I'm going to go back every year. <laughs> make it a tradition. Yeah. They're going to really like get to know you. They're like, oh, it's Jake. There he is again. There was like a kid going through over and over and over again. I saw him in the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. That was pretty funny. I heard them say, let's go through again. I'm like, why would anybody do that? <laughs> it's free, I guess. I don't know. You yeah, got nothing fair. to do. Drove up there. Yeah. I don't know. But eventually, don't you stop? You know where all the guys are going to jump out from and shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he just wants to get but through without But that's the thing jump, with like without... people jumping at you because like I knew, I could see like figures approaching me and I knew that the, like it was coming and like it's still like there's still just like like a, a you know hypothalamus kind of response where it's just like nah and and so like I saw it coming saw you right over there in the shadows and then you like reach out to me and I still jumped and I'm still like it's, just, it's embarrassing. It's mostly yeah. just really embarrassing getting getting spooked. I like the concept of a haunted house speed run where you just try and get through as fast as possible without getting scared. Like, <laughs> can't run though. You you're like ninety five percent of the way and somebody jumps out and you're like, God damn it, you start over. Like, yeah. I mean they I wonder if it. they respawn in different places every time. <laughs> Maybe that's how they keep it fresh. Maybe. I mean they should do an escape room. That could be pretty gnarly too. Maybe that'd be next year. That's jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is happening besides the police haunted house? Well, speaking of uh, police pretending to be police, someone uh, who's running for <laughs> Senate in Georgia is doing a little Halloween trick of his own. His little costume. He uh, is claiming to <laughs> have been a police a officer. Long walk, man. <laughs> Herschel Walker, uh, the the former NFL bust star, um, who is running for Senate in Georgia, Republican nominee. He uh, in the debate last night um, was accused of uh, finally Warnock, the incumbent, threw a punch because he let the abortion thing totally slide. Uh, Herschel Walker was like, "It's a lie," um, and then he had this line about like. Uh, well, you said Black Lives Matter, but there's a lot of like black babies getting aborted in Atlanta right now. And it would have been like the perfect opportunity for Warnock to be like, yeah, and some of them you're paying for. And just would have like could have yeah. dropped the Jesus mic. Christ. Like, boom. Oh, yeah. I think it would have slayed. He, he didn't bring up like the whole story at all. No, the moderator the brought f- it up once what and Walker f- was just like, it's a lie. It's a lie. Uh, which is, I don't know. Say, Democrats the high don't want to win. Like, come yeah. on, just say the thing. I know. <laughs> He's yeah. He was taking the high road. That was yeah, frustrating. No, he got to sweep the leg. Yeah, but he did. What he did finally do is because he was uh, accused of calling Warnock was accused of calling names to police officers, calling them mean names. <laughs> and did he, they he, specify? No, he just said you've been calling them names, and I don't. You know, probably like you murdered a person, and that's that's like name calling, I guess. Um. But he he was like, well, look, I'm not the I'm not the one who uh, Im- had a shootout with the police, which apparently is in one of Herschel Walker's memoirs or something, because <laughs> um, he's had has dissociative um, identity disorder, uh, and then he says like, I'm also not somebody who has pretended to be a police officer, and then Herschel Walker just whips out a badge. <laughs> And starts talking about it. And one of the moderators is like, sir, 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 Mr. Walker, you know the rules of the debate very well. You know you're not allowed to have props. <laughs> they like told him. Yeah, It blows my mind. I did not know that was a rule in, in debate. You can't have props. I guess in some. Can you bring an instrument? It depends on the the place. I would think in it's like Tennessee, solo. it's like Nashville. You, I would hope that they they allow country music uh, instruments. As much but, as I hate guitar comics, I can't imagine a guitar politician. <laughs> yeah, can you bring one of those big Ukulele? like Dimitri Martin notepad board things? How about I'm a sure golden violin? <laughs> I mean, there's that guy in in Texas, the rapper, who uh, he had a. I don't know what he used. A mixed, he had like a, a pre-recorded thing. You remember the guy who was rapping about Ukraine? We that talked in Texas? About oh yeah. yeah, that oh, guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think he went acapella. Did really? There was no beat. 
Jesus. I don't know. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, that guy wasn't a politician. He was like, um, what what do you call it when you yell at a town hall? He was doing. No, I think he was a city councilman. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I I just remember he was like really bad at rapping and he was always like, my name is, and I'm here to say. (laughs) Voice would crack and shit. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But uh, anyway. Does that just imply that Herschel Walker always has his badge on him? Yes. He always has. And it's from, I guess, doing like a ride along (laughs) or something like that. So it's like when when you uh, are a kid on an airplane and they give you the little pilot wings. Yeah, he pulled out his pilot wings. Yeah, I saw that they they like made him like an honorary deputy or whatever so that he could like speak at like police events or something. Right. Which is like... (laughs) For you to still have that badge on you 15 years later is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be really funny to see because he's endorsed by, you know, every sheriff and law enforcement fucking piece of shit in Georgia. Um, But they're going to have to cover for him, which I know is going to be hard. Number one, because he's black. And number two, because he's like stealing valor. Mm -hmm. saying that he's basically a law enforcement officer. And they like... You know, I think probably hate to admit that to, to anybody, but they're going to have to. They're Isn't that gonna... like some shit like Steven Seagal would do? Yeah. Like walk around pretending he's a cop? Yeah, it's Steven Seagal mode. Yeah. I, actually, in Steven Seagal's case, it's a, little, it's a little different. He walks around and the rest of the world pretends he's not a cop. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm going for there, but yeah, I, I don't know what that means. In my heart. All right. <laughs> we all know deep down he is... He he has a yeah license to uh, do whatever he needs to do. Is he not one you of those guys that they like deputized like um oh, fuck? Did they do that to like Shaq? Am I crazy? Who am I thinking I think, of? I think they did do it to Shaq. Like really? I totally deputized Shaq. You want that guy on your team? He's big. Oh, it was so for one big. of those reality shows where like Dog the Bounty Hunter or something like that. But that's I mean he's private, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? No, there's somebody. There's a celebrity that they fucking. Uh, they let do ride-alongs. It might be Steven Seagal. Fuck, yeah. this is going to drive me crazy. And then, no, like, he's definitely, he did stuff with Joe Arpaio. Shaq? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. He, he did some, uh, yeah, cop show or something yeah. with, with Joe Arpaio. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did Shaq do? Oh, who am I thinking of? Fuck, this is going <laughs> to... This is definitely going to come off racist because I Someone accidentally said Shaq, but <laughs> there's somebody that they fucking uh, did like a raid with and he fucked a bunch of it up. <laughs> it might have been Seagal. Did you mix up Shaq and Steven Seagal? No, I mean, that's, that's, like not, that's not racist. That's just weird. <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> you ever see Shaq? Weird dudes splits? from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a moment in... Um, there's this documentary I watched about editing and... Steven Seagal is is in it, or he's talked about in it, because in one of his movies, apparently, he wanted to help edit it without oh the permission of anybody else involved. And he shows up in the editing booth and is trying to, like, explain to the editor how to best uh, capture the, like, martial arts move he's doing. And so he ends up putting the guy in, like, a chokehold just to, like, kind of demonstrate... <laughs> And like convey the feeling of of a chokehold. Which- I mean, you've heard the the main story about. I mean, there's a lot of stories about Steven Seagal, most of him, you know, just sexually harassing and trying to rape people. But yeah. also, there's the one of uh, he was on set with some. I forget the guy's name. Uh, he was a judo champion. Um, Shaq. Yeah, it was Shaq, and uh, <laughs> he. Steven Seagal was running his mouth saying something like, I'm immune to chokeholds. Like I can't be choked out. Like uh, I, you know, you just, just doing like saying some like Trumpy bullshit. And, uh, the guy, you know, he's a black belt. He's like, I think you're incorrect. And so you just like put him in a chokehold, um, nice. in front of everybody. And he passed out and shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay. This is from the Phoenix new times. Mm-hmm. According to beefy action film star Steven Seagal's <laughs> former boss, beefy, <laughs> beefy wow. Jefferson Parish Sheriff Newell Norman. I think it was him I'm thinking of because it was in fucking New Orleans. Uh, Seagal is not on loan from Jefferson Parish, as Seagal asserted recently after a massive MCSO raid on a home in Levine, where one suspect was nabbed for his alleged involvement in raising roosters for the purpose of cockfighting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he was involved in a cockfighting bust. 
Uh, indeed, according to Sheriff Norman, who once played host of Seagal's A and E reality series, Steven Seagal Lawman, the tough guy <laughs> Aikido master resigned rather than face an internal affairs investigation by the JPSO into allegations of sex trafficking and sexual assault raised in a 2010 lawsuit by an ex-employee. Uh, wow. Anything you read about Steven Seagal, it starts off funny and then it just gets really depressing because he's <laughs> he's a like real fucking monster sexual predator and he just keeps getting protected. And like on this show, they um, there were all these allegations coming up because uh, he like crossed borders, uh, like state borders, state lines with with somebody who he was uh, trying to fuck or something. And instead of like shutting the show down and he just like moved it to a different state. Like it's just, (laughs) it's just real shitty. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. It says you worked with Arpaio on this. Yep. And, uh, then somebody accused him of sex trafficking and creating a hostile work environment by groping everyone. Yeah. All right. Sounds about right. (laughs) This, the cockfighting thing makes me wonder what was happening in the basement of the haunted house. Cause they're the NYPD, you know, they must have some scam or like, you know, thing going yeah to make some dirty money off the top yeah they must be doing something down there or in the attic yeah let's get a conspiracy theory going we'll oh do, uh q but good <laughs> <laughs> also shaquille o'neal was uh a reserve police officer in south florida in 2015 so okay we we were right we were right okay shaq's a cop <laughs> Did he bust anybody? I, I it said police officer reserve, so I don't. All I remembered was seeing a picture of him in like a cop outfit. That's like the the extent of the story that I remembered. But I don't know if he ever like did anything. He reserve. Yeah, I can't read. Anyways, uh, what else is going on? But that was like a TV show thing where they were like, Jack, we need you to keep the suspect uh, in in this vicinity. We don't have a door, so we're going to need you to do a basketball style <laughs> defensive maneuver. Then he's he has like to do a free throw, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he's bad at them. Yeah. A police-involved missed three throw. All right. What else is going on? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oddly enough, it looks like um, Warnock is is ahead uh, in the polls because there's a lot of people in Georgia who are going to vote for uh, Raphael Warnock and then vote for Brian Kemp, who's the governor, who's running against Stacey Abrams, who has been uh, resurrected her, her campaign yet again uh, after a very close 2018 run, is, is running again for governor, uh, but he's like way behind. <laughs> Part of the reason is because, as Democrats are wont to do, like all of her consultants and everything is now like out of state. So they're people who are just like giving her advice from like D.C. and shit. And, you know, she, despite like... Uh, running some like organizations statewide in Georgia. She like doesn't have, you know, that much uh, on the ground, like help from, from her, you know, she's, she's basically loaned out her campaign to the consultant class and doesn't seem like that's going well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Stacey Abrams is getting to that point where it's like, it's just kind of funny. If, if a a Democrat runs and loses and then runs again and loses again, then it just, it's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Beto's in Beto, Yeah. Yeah. John Ossoff. I don't know. I still feel really bad about like kind of every Democratic Senate race, at least like, like, I don't know, Pennsylvania, like Fetterman and Oz should not be anywhere near as close as it it is. And like, it's just going to take like one like big nationwide catastrophe, like a week before the election to swing it. Like if gas goes up 50 cents or if, you know, some fucking stock market thing happens, like salary. it, it won't take much because like people are already like so squeezed tight that if something just gets like noticeably worse right before the election and there's like 20 different things that are on the edge of that cliff right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. Like <laughs> Dr. Senator Oz is like, <laughs> I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, everything's like, oh, no, there's, you know, the Democrats could win in Pennsylvania. They might win in Ohio. They might win in. I'm like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's possible, but like. I don't know. I don't know. The poll. I never trust polling, really. Like, like 2016, it was supposed to be a fucking landslide. Like, what? Yeah, is- that's every fucking presidential race. They're like, yeah, they might even win Texas this time. It's mm-hmm. so, and it's like, I, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to will it, making like a <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy out of it or something. They're secreting it. Yeah. Yeah. They're manifesting. Yeah. It's good for them. 
Yeah. Well, it's kind of strange that we have, you know, that the it looks as because usually it's like on an off year, the, whoever the incumbent president party gets like swept, blown out of the water. But you could, I mean, it just seems like they're choosing bad candidates, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Oz is not uh, Oz, JD Vance, yeah. Herschel Walker. These are like really, really bad candidates. It's like. A, a coin flip at this point in pretty much, I don't know, I think Pennsylvania is like a little bit more, but like, I don't know. I think after after Trump, they just decided, you know, like, we can kind of run whoever. You know? I don't think they did that. I don't think the Republican Party did that on purpose. I think that like those kind of people are just really good at winning primaries mm-hmm. because they have like a little bit more namesake uh, than like, you know, establishment, like a state represent like a state level representative in Pennsylvania isn't going to have the poll that Dr. Oz has, you know? Um, so like in a primary, that's good. And then once they are the nominee, the Republican party is like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Who cares? Let's just get behind them. Um, because that's, you know, for all the awful shit they do, they do try to win. Yeah. Um, JD Vance has got that Peter Thiel money behind him. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Hillbilly Elegy. I gotta, I gotta watch it before he wins. <laughs> I've probably talked about this a million times in the show, but I just fucking shit baffles me because I remember when Trump won, liberals loved Hillbilly Elegy because yeah. they yeah. thought it explained the white working class. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just running around losing my shit on everyone, going, "This he works for Trump. Like, what is wrong with <laughs> you? How dumb are you that you can get tricked into thinking like somebody who literally is like an ad- advisor or something at that point? Yeah." Um, is like a is a liberal or whatever, and it's you know I don't know. Just I told you so. He's like literally running as a Trump guy now. Oh, should we uh, pour one out for um, for Tulsi? She she left the left this week. Yeah, wait, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was honestly shocked. I thought she did this like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. This is like when like a celebrity dies, and you're like, meatloaf was alive. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so Tulsi Gabbard for those of, uh, I I I see some people like on the some like some version of fucking leftist on Twitter that like I don't I don't think but uh I see like some people like really like Tulsi and it blows my fucking mind like I've like looked into her like past like before she was involved in politics she grew up in like a surfer cult like she's a fucking wild person yeah. and her politics are really bad so, like, no, yeah. she's like bad I'm like Jimmy Dore in yeah. his own politics um, she's also like way way too into um, uh, Modi is that the Modi Modi uh, who is like another kind of fucking uh, bad person yeah, I don't know. She shit. occupies this weird space for people that like think it's a good thing to not have ideological consistency and think that like uh like that fucking guy was yelling at me about Greenwald last night and saying like <laughs> it's actually good that he doesn't uh stick with these outdated labels because he ugh, like transcends all this shit. Um but these people are just I don't know, you look at them and they're like uh you know going on and on about elites and powers that be but can't really identify that to capital mm-hmm. itself so you know if you if you do that long enough you're just going to end up it's just going to turn into the jews at some point yeah. is the thing that they identify as the elite thing that's controlling everything or whatever the globalists and uh and you know i'm just going to throw it out there she's hot and i think a lot of sure. like <laughs> weird crank guys uh, just they she's the hottest girl at the extremely unattractive uh, comic book convention that is politics. <laughs> so just get fixated on her. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny how, how basically it's a, for the, and not me thing. Like I am above partisan labels and ideological fixtures of any kind, but everybody else who disagrees with me is like a, a quote unquote left liberal or what have you. Um, but it, yeah, the thing about Tulsi I always found, sort of telling is she is um very anti she's not anti-war she doesn't use that term specifically she says anti-regime change war yeah so she's like against you know uh toppling sovereign governments which you know i'm also i agree with but she's not opposed at all to like heavy military spending to to take out like non-state actors like isis to like bomb the shit out of the middle east wherever there's like possibly a whiff of like a 
you know, quote unquote terrorist network or anything. So it's, it's not anti-war. It's not anti-imperialism. It's it's a realist, um, imperial like lens on on foreign policy, which sometimes seems like it's anti-imperialism, but it's it's really not. It's just kind of like a more old-fashioned. Uh, traditional american imperialism i feel like she gets like a lot of people who stand her are like people who are very anti-war on paper and you you think at first like oh that's cool like you you know you're all for peace right and like it should we shouldn't be spending all this money on killing people and they're like well we shouldn't be spending all this money that's like that it's mainly just that that it's it costs too much and it's big government like that's their issue not that it's uh you know killing and dismembering people yeah right. or like the American lives libertarian kind of point of view or like the posture as being against war because they're against like the state and they think the state is what causes war but they love big big capital and they're like well who do you think is acting through the state yeah to you know orchestrate this sort of expansion and stuff like that what do you think expansion comes from why is this happening with you know, places where there's all this oil and all this shit or, you know, uh, lithium and stuff. Um, libertarians, by the way, tweeted a uh, powerful LP Nevada representation at Skankfest this week. So good job, oh guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those, uh, like, individual chapter Libertarian Party um, Twitter accounts that's always tweeting about, like, the age of consent is too high or whatever. <laughs> you should not have to be 12 in order to go into a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All these guys were like, yeah! <laughs> I swear the touching wasn't intentional. <laughs> I wanted to bring my girlfriend to the police haunted house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not scared of the clouds with the horns. <laughs> um, what the fuck are we talking about? Tulsi. Oh, did you see that video? Of the like the two people like yelling at AOC during a town hall. Yeah. Uh, they like stood up and they were like, "You are not doing enough to stop nuclear war." <laughs> it's like, dude. Like, I don't know, dude. I think I think AOC kind of has like the inverse Tulsi thing. Is that like she's also like visibly attractive, so she gets like. Yeah the most uh, anger that of like any politician almost from people on the, the somewhere on the, on the left. But like, do you like, I don't know. I don't think she's great. Like she's definitely does a lot of shit. I don't really fuck with, but like, she's not going to be able to stop nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> that is a really interesting, like that. You're right. The same guys treat her. It's like a weird misogynistic complex where, yeah. because AOC has, almost good politics they need to be furious at her for like mm-hmm. not being uh perfect and then with tulsi because she has almost really bad politics she must be apologized for right. you know yeah like yeah. defended or whatever yeah i mean it's like i think she deserves criticism for uh what they were criticizing her for which is giving you know funneling more money and weapons into ukraine and just making the situation worse and helping push us to the brink of, of nuclear war. But to, to like compare that to Tulsi as if that's the, the a better sort of, you know, figurehead for your movement is, is insane. Tulsi's uh, not just, currently in office anywhere. Right. Right. But, but she like left the democratic party and AOC should do the same thing or whatever. And like, where's yeah. she going? Oh, the forward. Is she going yeah, to the forward? <laughs> play the music. Yes. Play the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the forward party. It's not left. It's not right. Guess what, motherfucker? We're going straight up. I mean, forward. I guess that's the direction. I don't know. <laughs> Yang twenty twenty. You ever read their tweets? Are like incomprehensible. <laughs> no, I I I had to unfollow them immediately. I also unfollowed the People's Party. Uh, I don't I don't know. I like the idea of third parties, but everyone that's tried it so far sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> What's well, yeah? It's like if you really, I don't know. I, I beat this drum many a time, but like if you really want to bring down the two party system, you have to look at its actual weaknesses, which is the fact that there is no uh, commitment that comes with using a ballot line. You can literally say anything you want and run for whatever party nomination you want. Like, how do you not take advantage of that if you actually want to bring down the system instead of like attacking it at its strongest possible point, which is like a ballot line? You know that mm-hmm. like trying to break. Through the uh, 
things in the general election. It's just like not going to work until you actually go through that process of trying to blow it up from the inside. Yeah, you got to go Death Con 3 on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. If we have- I didn't, like, super follow that, but uh, do we have time to get into that? You don't super follow Kanye West? <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, I mean, like, I just super followed Kanye the other day after his, uh... <laughs> I think he's. I, I think I have him muted. Like I have, I have like his name muted, and so he's too annoying. Um, but w- what happened? What was that? Um, he tweeted like this thing that was. It was really weird because he said like, "I fall asleep right now," but which is an insane way to start a tweet. <laughs> but when I wake up, I'm going. Yeah, dude, save that in your drafts. Save that for morning. Do not tweet while sleepy. He's going Roseanne mode. Yeah, well, it sounds like an ambient thing or something, but like to call it like Babe Ruth style, like when I wake up is just insane <laughs> human behavior, just on any level outside of Twitter. But he said, when I wake up, I'm going death con three on all caps, the Jewish people or something or Jewish people. Yeah, it wasn't the Jews. It was Jewish people. Still, I mean, I yeah. don't know what the distinction there is. That's that's usually what the opposite of what people said. They're like, I'm not talking about Jewish people. I'm talking about the Jews. And he's well, right. like, the, the, op- the next sentence of the tweet was, and by the way, I can't be anti-Semitic because black people are Jew. <laughs> but, can't argue with that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, in all fairness, well, DEFCON is not a real thing, but DEFCON... Three isn't actually that bad. It's DEFCON one that you should be worried about because it goes like down it to goes the most down. thing. Here's the thing. So he was not going that hard on the Jewish people, right? Just three. Yeah, maybe he was a two the di- the night before. Maybe he's going up. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, it's going to get better for Jewish people yeah. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he like. He's he just had a wild week. Like Kanye might have had the worst week yet. Plug the show. Hey, um, he did like like on the weekend. He did a fashion show with Candace Owens wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. Yeah, he did. Uh, he t- posted something on Instagram that was like a DM from uh Diddy yelling at him for that. And he's like, I know the Jews made you send this to me, which is like fucking insane. Jesus. Um, and then, then he got kicked off Instagram. Then he tweeted that. Then he had this like Tucker Carlson interview uh, that was also airing over two nights. I think that like he said some like kind of crazy shit on it. But then Vice leaked things that they edited out of the interview. At one point, Kanye was telling Tucker that he's like, I think one of my kids has been uh, in, uh, replaced with uh, an actor, and they're trying oh to influence God. the rest of my children. Like this dude is fucked, man. Oh, like, dude, he watched the rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> fucked with his head season two man get him on there <laughs> wait let me go back to the forward party real quick this is a tweet I, I found a while back from them what is one major issue in your local community that you would like to see the government fix and then somebody quote tweets it and says nailed it our politics have been nationalized all the way down to the most local level we need to get back identification of community issues and election of candidates who have actual plans to improve things for their constituents Nailed it. That's the question. What the fuck does any of that mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like trying to follow it. Like, like re, uh, I was doing the fucking person doing math in their head gif. Like, there's no, what does nationalized all the way down to the most local level mean? <laughs> like school board elections have now been politicized, I guess. Did they just predictive te- text that? That's what it tweet? sounds like. <laughs> yeah. that, they're the predictive text party. Yeah, mm. you missed the first part of that tweet, which, which was, I'm a bit sleepy right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fi- yeah, finally, a party for us against I mean, the real enemy. Is Kanye West going to do entryism into the forward party? That's it. Well, they're, uh, that they're designing makes so it. much. Don't even say it out loud. Makes <laughs> <laughs> so much. Well, the thing sense. is, though, they're designing it so it's 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 not a party yet. It's because they don't want that to happen. They don't want an actual like democratic structure moving in and like deciding things because they want it to be like managed by these couple consultants and Andrew Yang. Um, they want it to just remain a Twitter account. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here's the thing, um, like if Kanye makes an actual effort to get to become president, like I don't think there's anything in our system that can stop him, and that that really scares Except me. Like Pete Davidson, it, that sounds. It, 
Yeah. It sounds crazy, but like, does that sound any crazier than telling somebody in 2014 that Trump would win? I don't think that's any crazier. Like, right. And he's got, like I said, like once you get in the primaries, like that name recognition, like, yeah. you know, there'll be 20 different people running and then like Kanye would just like say crazy shit to all of them. And people will be like, you know, I kind of like this Kanye fellow. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's certainly embracing the politics that would mm-hmm. make that happen. Yeah, it's all cultural bullshit. Like, that's all anybody cares about because they know nothing is ever getting fixed. So at least if you can punish people for being queer or whatever, like, that's like, ah, I can vote for that. Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. He'd be <laughs> insane. Yeah. I mean, Twitter would be fun again. Imagine the day that Kanye gets COVID. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He already knows how to go DEFCON on things. It's <laughs> a requirement for the job. All right, is there anything else we should get to before we get the fuck out of here? Well, they did the White Lives Matter shirts, and Candace Owen was quoted as saying that white men right now are the more are as oppressed as I think black people were in the Jim Crow South. And I would just love to sit down with her <laughs> and, and like have a discussion. And if we disagree, I can just be like, "Well, that's your." Privilege speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Candace Owens, come on the show. Um, <laughs> Do that weird, like, edgelord judo with her. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. You, you, like, how dare you talk to a person of whiteness like this? Right. <laughs> oh, you're doing mental gymnastics? I'm doing mental kung fu, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is, that was the worst. We, that, this week sucks. <laughs> 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 Um, let's do some plugs, boys. Plug them podcasts. Where can people find you, Andrew? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hiller US. I am currently on the road doing comedy all along up and down the Eastern Seaboard, and uh, I have like three shows booked. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, you can also check out my show. It's called The Worst Week Yet, but you can call it whatever you want. It's funny. <laughs> We talk about the world being fucked up. Um, listen this week. It'll be like half of the same stories we just talked about here. It's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, you can follow me at Bradical Pearson on Instagram and t- Twitter. You can follow the show Self Worst uh, on just Instagram at Self Worst. Uh, and it's on all the pod apps. Everybody in this room uh, has been on an episode, um, including Murray, the cat. Uh, he's been on it. Look for him. See if you can find which episode he's in. He's in one. That also- makes sense, actually. Yeah. Also, Brad's recent episode about uh, was uh, featured me as a guest, and we talked a lot about my uh, broken penis. So if, yeah. if you want to hear some dark, d- like really fucked up shit about penis surgery, check it out. It's a very in-depth uh, conversation about penile anatomy. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, at Andersley here on Twitter, Dursley on Instagram, andersley.substack.com. Got some fun stuff in the pipe there. And, uh, oh, yes, next week, if you are in New York, come out to um, Botanical Comedy. That's going to be on October 21st at 9 p.m. at Misfit Kava in Bushwick. we got a fun-ass comedy show. Uh, very funny people, including uh, Denise Taylor, Abe Gatling, Tim Platt, Kath uh, Barbadoro, and myself come out. That's 9 p.m. Misfit Kava in Bushwick, October 21st. Listen to my other show, Why You Mad, and that's my only plug. It's finished. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Forward Party with Andrew Yeh.